hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Phil Golfie and Rick Zamprin. Yes, another beautiful Saturday morning. We have lots to talk about today, including nuclear bunkers being the new real estate craze. We have plans on hold to force realtors to register as travel agents. We'll also talk about a new report from RBC that says don't expect a house price crash in Toronto. Still with Toronto, a new poll shows Torontonians want more housing, but many don't want development too close to home. And We'll lead off, <laughs> and we'll lead off by talking about uh, are realtors responsible for gentrification and the displacement of lower-income citizens? It all revolves around a tweet that came in over the weekend following our last show. Uh, always, you can go online for a wealth of uh, great real estate information. RobGolfi.com. That's Rob G O L F I dot com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can find past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team or a topic idea that you would like us to tackle on a future show, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. All right, we'll start with the definition of gentrification. <laughs> it is uh, the process of renovating and improving a house or district so that it conforms to middle-class taste. So we got a tweet from an individual over the weekend, and we're not going to identify the individual. That's really not the important thing. I think the important thing is it's talking about this topic. Um, so this individual's question was, at the time, why aren't real estate agents being raked over the coals for gentrification and displacement? Now, Manel, Philip, that you had responded a couple of times, but I'll go through my responses and then we'll take up the discussion from there. So I responded with, I'm interested to hear your take on what role real estate agents play in gentrification. And his response or her response was because they help drive prices up and it's a totally closed process. Back to me, where I say I'm not sure how it's a closed process because anyone can put an offer in on a home. As for driving up prices, realtors try to get the best price for their client, but they're also at the whim of what the market can bear. Again, this tweeter fires back. There are tons of problems. The most obvious is that the buyer's agent has the perverse incentive of making more money if a buyer pays more. Additionally, if buyers lose, they get zero. So convincing a buyer to bid to the limits they can afford helps the agent. So I respond with, neither of us are going to change our thought process on this issue. I'm kind of trying to cut the, uh, the, uh, the rope here. Uh, but I'm glad you took the time to share your views. Debating issues is never a bad thing. So this person fires back again, wanting to continue the conversation. Can you explain to me what you think that agents, why you think that agents have no part in ri uh, rising real estate prices? And my response was, I never said that, uh, uh, you know, read my previous response in terms of driving up prices. And his final response was, sorry, I misread you. Rising prices are a fundamental driver of gentrification, and you seem confused about how agents could contribute to that. So let's pick up the conversation here. Your thoughts on gentrification and what role 
realtors may or may uh, not play. I'm sure glad I didn't get that tweet because <laughs> gentrification, I mean, like the majority <laughs> of the population, did you have to look up the- I sent them an email right away. I go, I go, Rick, I just got this tweet. Yeah. Like we, were, we were both tagged in the tweet and I, I wasn't sure if you saw it or not. And I said, what the heck what, is he what, asking? He I go, what's yeah. he asking here? Like, like if somebody sent that to me, I would have, I would have deleted it to tell you the truth <laughs> yeah. because like, like why you- like obviously, this is an educated person. <laughs> sure. I, I'm gonna, I, I, you know what I'm gonna do? You guys ask me what the profile of this person is. I just need to know the time that first tweet happened, and I'll tell you. Well, the Well, it was after the show. Yeah, it was I think right it was after oh, okay. the show. Okay, so ten, ten yeah, yeah, it was right after the show. Yeah, yeah. so I don't. And you know what? I, there's there's a profile. Let's see if I'm right. Maybe if this guy. Will come I don't know who yeah. this person is. Yeah, we don't is. know who it is. No. It's, it's like. But a, you know what? Why use such, why why yeah. use it? Why use a word that the general population doesn't know? Well, like is he? He's trying to impress us. No, it's not. No, I think it's basically. I think it fits. It fits his question. Sure, it does. Yeah. I mean, he's just, basically you wouldn't, you wouldn't use that in a sentence every day, right? No, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> this person's blaming realtors. So what's the gentrification? Uh, yeah, you know. this person is blaming realtors for jacking up prices so high that only people who can afford those prices move into that area or that neighborhood, and that forces low-income people to move out. So now you have a uh, a neighborhood, a district, an area of a city that can only be inhabited by people who make a certain amount of money. Well, the, the one thing is, it, it realtors have nothing to do with values going up. It's the consumer and uh, that are coming and looking for a house to move into. Right. And it just so happens, it's the, actually the government that is slowing things down, slowing things down for the builders. If the builders can build more, they, they would, but the, but the process with the city and, and the Ontario government, they make it slow for them. So what happens is now there's an abundance of buyers in the marketplace. Right. So either they buy new or they buy uh, resale, and so now you've got an abundance of people wanting to buy a resale home. So that in turn creates bigger, more, more demand on less inventory, which creates high, higher prices. prices. So it's not us. We just facilitate, like we don't hold the inventory. We, we, we are just the middle person that negotiates the deal for our clients. Now, do we make more money if we get $10,000 more? Really, it's only I don't know what's it work out two hundred bucks more we might make. It's not going to make us rich getting ten thousand dollars more uh, for uh, a seller. And 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 the and the goal is um, you got the the agent that's representing the seller and the agent representing the buyer. They're both representing you know the parties and they're and they're trying to come to an equal uh, agreement on price. Now if it, if they don't, then obviously they part and the, the deal's not done. So the the seller's agent's trying to get the highest price, then the buyer's agent's trying to get the lowest price. But but when you're competing against ten other people putting an offer on the same place, you, you got no choice but to come in higher on the price. And then it's not our fault. It, you know what? That that tweet should go to the Ontario government and or or the cities, Toronto, yeah, that's Hamilton. Who, that's where it should go. To. That's where it should go to. They're the ones that are. They're the ones that caused the all all this uh, this. Hat, what right. I see online too is you'll see a new listing online, and, and a bunch of people will hop on and start com commenting, saying this is way too expensive. It's the realtors' fault. It's you know the realtors are driving prices. The realtors aren't driving prices up, right? It's it's they're using data analytics and market comparables to support the sale of a property. That and 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 it's our effort to get the the highest price for our client. If somebody's willing to pay that, then you know it's a successful sale. If, yeah, if they, like like I said, if, they, if if they allowed builders to build more, they w we wouldn't have this. We wouldn't have this, you know, multiple offer situation last year. But they 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 slow the process down for everybody. And but I think he's getting to that the 
that there's people in Hamilton that have been priced out of the market. They have right? been. There's been people in Hamilton that were that might have been looking for a house for the last year and a half who can't for, you know can't afford a house in Hamilton anymore because they've been they've completely been priced out. It's true. Same, same in Toronto. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, everywhere they've moved here. And, yeah. and, and they're, they're, they're getting and, priced out of the market. And it's coming all the way down to the uh, uh, the Niagara Peninsula. Like it's like people are getting pushed right from Toronto to Hamilton to, 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 to Brantford to, to Brantford and yeah. then to Niagara. You know what I mean? On the flip side, um, you know, and this is a perfect point to how realtors don't drive up prices. Uh, we go to Vancouver. We go to places like Edmonton, you know, places that are seeing market corrections uh, or even price uh, de-escalations where prices are going the other way. Uh, so if that's the case, I mean, realtors can step in any city to say, no, we're going to, you know, we're going to push the market. And in Vancouver, we're going to sell this $3 million home for three and a half or $4 million. Yeah, but I mean, it no, just doesn't work. Yeah, like no, that, no, not at all. If nobody buys it, that price is going to come down. Yeah. If that person is a willing seller who who wants to move or needs to move, and if you put up a house at at, at whatever price and it doesn't sell, that price is going to come down, and the the market determines the price. Yeah. One other thing too, how many times have you stepped into a client's home? They're selling their house, and how many times have you heard this? Uh, you know, I'll I'll be willing to take a hundred thousand dollars less. You know, I just want my home sold. I mean, it one in a million. Not a hundred thousand less, <laughs> <laughs> or, or uh, whatever. I mean, yeah. have you ever heard someone say, you know, well, I'm I'm willing to take the, a little bit less? Yeah, if that's they, the case. They, they do the, in negotiations. Like you know what I mean? Like let's say let's start at this price, right? And and let's see what happens. And let's and and if it, if an offer comes in, there's room on the uh, on the negotiations to work with that that house uh, if we do get an offer. Now years ago, uh, many many years ago, we're talking probably 25 plus years ago. Um, you could put a house on the market, and let's say the house is overpriced by twenty, thirty, forty thousand. Uh, you'd still put it on the market. Um, the buyer would come in and offer whatever he felt like he would offer, right? That what he felt what the the value of the property is. Well, today because there's so much information online that they're not even coming to look at your house if you're you're twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand overpriced. Mm-hmm. So you really have to be more accurate on your price. But you know, it's just you know like. You know, it's just different different times today. You know, yeah, and it's not like you're telling those uh, those sellers who are saying I'm willing to take less that no, listen, uh, you, you can get you know fifty grand more than what you're even thinking. I mean, there's probably a case or two out there, but that's not every single time, right? I mean, the, the market is what the market is. It is. That's there's right. A, there's a lot of people that were surprised by the sale price number last year. I remember people saying like, they're like, I never would have thought I got this number. Mm-hmm. Like this is this yeah. is insane. Yeah. Like there was a lot. Like I said, there was a lot of happy people last year. Not only happy sellers, but happy buyers that they won out of 20 other people that that yeah. didn't get the house. But then as time went on, they're like, oh, boy. Like, you know, now they probably thought they overpaid. But the market's catching back up to those numbers again yeah. and, and you know, on, on most homes. So they're they're fine you know they're fine now and, and at the end of the day i think it's all about supply and demand as well i mean yeah. a buyer can look at a home and say okay i don't want to pay four hundred thousand. i'm looking at this area and it's 325 uh you know they have a choice at that point whether they want to go to their max amount in in, in terms of mortgage allowance or go to a cheaper home and not right. be house poor in many cases right. so uh yeah i think it was a bit of a stretch to blame realtors for or uh, more than a bit of a stretch, it is a stretch to blame realtors for uh, gentrification, kind of weeding <laughs> out those low-income uh, Thanks, uh, Rick. People. I appreciate you getting us off the hook on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything I can do. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, this story out of Toronto, which is um, head-scratching, amusing, however you want to uh, picture it. Uh, it's a new poll that shows uh, Torontonians want more housing, but many don't want development too close to home. 
So uh, I guess they're pushing uh, the outskirts of, of the city, which uh, it continues to grow. We'll talk about that. We also have a new report from RBC that says don't expect a house price crash in Toronto. And we'll also talk about nuclear bunkers being the new real estate craze. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over social media. Find them on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. Be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Past episodes on 900CHML.com and RobGolfie.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team, we will address it on a future program. Email us questions at RobGolfie.com. That's questions at RobGolfie.com. You can also send us a topic idea or two as well. and We'll tackle it on a future show. Uh, Torontonians want more housing, but many don't want development too close to home. This is according to a new poll that shows 87% of Toronto area residents believe that boosting the housing supply would help address the region's affordability crunch. But many people don't want that new housing built too close to their own home. An interesting story in the Toronto Star this week. Uh, Not surprising. I guess everyone wants more houses because their taxes, in theory, would, would go down because if there's a larger tax base they'd be paying a little bit less. Right. And you open up that affordability factor as well. But they don't want those houses too close to them no. anymore. No, <laughs> build new homes, but keep them somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now that they're there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I think right now the biggest problem with the high-rises are the amount of stories. This is something that we're going to see in Hamilton, is Hamilton has a restriction on how high you can go. Right, yeah. But what the problem is going to be is is if you build 30 stories and, and you you agree to build 30 stories, they're not going to tear down a 30-story building to go up 60. Right, so if you're not going to let that builder build sixty, then they're not the, going to build at all. Is they, that, is that no, what, what I'm trying to say is the second thirty is a lot cheaper than the first thirty. Right, right. So if if you let a builder go sixty or go fifty or 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 whatever, um, it's gonna it's gonna reduce the housing cost. Mm-hmm. Right, if he's able to 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 reduce his cost per square foot, that's gonna dri- dripple down to the consumer. Right, but if you're only allowing him to build thirty stories, um, you know. We're gonna have we're gonna have a bunch of medium medium rise buildings yeah. and a, a very dense um, downtown core right. without any high, you know high rises and then when it comes to you know ten twenty thirty years those buildings aren't gonna come down mm-hmm. right you're you're not gonna tear down a thirty story building to, no more room to build, build. sixty yeah right. so so I think that the you know with the height restriction if if you want more affordable housing you know. I know it's a sensitive topic because we have the escarpment, right? The the Toronto, you know, Toronto. It's a part of their skyline now. There's not there's not that escarpment, um, you know, variable to to the equation when it comes to to building high rises. But I think in Hamilton is, you know, it's it's a tough, you know. There's arguments on both sides, but but if these developers and these builders want to build 60 stories, it's gonna it's gonna reduce the cost of housing. Um, it's going to 
and and you're not going to tear down a 30 story building yeah. to 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 go up again is that the main bugaboo though that the city is not allowing developers to build above a certain height because of the escarpment they don't they don't want that building to go above the escarpment well i think right. there's a lot yeah yeah I, yeah I think there's a lot of people that that have houses on the on the escarpment brow that that have a a, a nice city view and a lake view i think that would totally deter their and 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 ruin their ruin their view but right. i think a view of a skyline is is you it's know, like, really yeah. attractive as well. Sure, it's like the Queen Elizabeth way when they uh, uh, went from uh, a f- uh, a t- uh, four lane, I mean, two lanes each side, to three lanes. They should have done four lanes uh, back then. What now? Yeah. Like we're, same we're with t- the link, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. two lanes. <laughs> why didn't they do three? Or even three yeah. three yeah. would have like, been a no brainer. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's, like it's it's, it's you're constantly catching up, right? Where you know, if you go to some parts of China, like they have super highways, they have super airports, mm-hmm. and, and they're just preparing for the amount of, of population they that they're it. gonna have. They know yeah. it's coming, and and they have the infrastructure in, infrastructure to support it. Right now, we're always in, you know, we're always trying to fix a problem instead of trying to get ahead of the problem. So I think that's gonna be the biggest thing in Hamilton is is you're gonna have thirty years from now, we're gonna have we're gonna have a. a, a a housing issue again. Yeah, yeah. And well, uh, Burlington has made huge news this week because the mayor of Burlington is suggesting that uh, there is at least some support in Queens Park to annex water down into Burlington because <laughs> Burlington's run out of room in terms of building single-family yeah, so, homes. So, so they're having a meeting. So the, yeah, the uh, mayor has said, "Hey, can we have Burlington or can we have water down from Hamilton?" And that'll open up some you know growth opportunity because they have the escarpment. They can't build on the escarpments. Right. They've they've exhausted their. Uh, uh, land in terms of building single-family homes in Burlington, so now they're looking to go somewhere so else. So Hamilton doesn't want to lose water down because of the exactly. tax dollars. Yeah, and uh, and Burlington wants wants it the land. Yeah, wants the <laughs> <land>. <laughs> we might have a little civil war going the, on. Yeah, here. <laughs> well, I mean, the only opportunity for Burlington at this point is to build up. Yeah, I mean, Tokyo yeah. has that same situation. Yeah. They have no room to go. Yeah, and, 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 and if you look at it now, vertical. if you're only allowing builders to build twenty and thirty stories, it's like it's yeah. like let them go fifty or sixty. It's going to reduce the cost of housing. It makes your population more dense. It's yep. more taxpayers' dollars. You got everybody more, wins. You got everybody more, wins. Yeah. more affordable housing which people are looking for but but then again it's it's you know it's the people it's it's to do with the escarpment nobody wants to go you know build yeah. past the escarpment and, and obstruct that that view or 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 you know but so well, it's, it's i mean same, same situation in burlington they have a height restriction there as well and there was uh, a very contentious omb hearing uh maybe about a year ago or even uh, less than that where a developer uh, I think actually won the case to build on Brant Street, uh, and I think it was about forty or fifty stories. Is this right on the on the water? Is yeah, that? right on the water. And the yeah. city was like, "No, you know, that's not uh, you know within the the heritage kind of feel of what Burlington is." Uh, but the developer is, is has won the case and is going forward with it. So. I think the time is is right to kind of build up as yeah, opposed to out yeah. because Burlington's run out of room, and well, you protect the land too, right? You, right. You, you don't you don't want that urban sprawl. You're closer to all the municipal services. It's easy to develop. Yeah. It's easy to, um, you know, you, you you create a dense population. It's it's easy to maintain. It's it's an it's just I understand I understand the the argument from both sides, right? Where where everybody on the brow you know doesn't doesn't want Hamilton to lose that view, right? Because there's there's something about being on the mountain and, and being able to see across the lake that's yeah. that's really picturesque, and people you know people would would hate to see that go, and I I, I get it, so.
Yeah, it's a no-brainer to me. I think, uh, especially in uh, uh, you know the, the days of uh, property tax hikes, uh, if you can add more people uh, vertically as opposed to horizontally, and not uh, we, we should save this. this, this, this we should save this, this segment and play it back in thirty years. <laughs> but this, but <laughs> this, this article, right. this right. article is going to turn, turn into Hamiltonians. Sure, like oh, it's, yeah. it's going to be like we you know we want the development, we want the affordable housing, but yeah. we don't want it near us, or we don't want it. And then that's right. what's going to happen is when you have a bunch of twenty-story and thirty-story buildings, you're going to look around, and you're going to say, well, there's no more, no, no nowhere else to develop because it's already developed so yeah. where do you go you're gonna have to well, go out look, look at the red hill already like if, the, if they're gonna if they're gonna build more up like glanbrook and mm-hmm. and stony creek mountain all that kind well, of well binbrook there's like one binbrook, one yeah. road going in and out of binbrook yeah. yeah look at that like that that's jammed yeah and there's and there's a high turnover in binbrook when the, when it comes to people moving in and then they're moving out like it's 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 almost a 10 percent turnover yeah. rate which is high the benefit that uh hamilton has certainly over burlington is that hamilton has a lot more landscape to work with you know you look at the binbrooks and the glenbrooks you know around the hamilton airports yeah, yeah. out flamborough way water down i mean we conclude that as well at least i think for now <laughs> for now uh <laughs> there's we can still build uh you know using up space but when it comes to the lower city uh, it is what it is. I mean, there's no real uh, large piece of free land that we can say, okay, we'll, we'll build a new, you know, housing development here. Right. Uh, it's going to have to be a, a condo-style kind of, you know, facility or building. Uh, on to our next topic: uh, waiting for a Toronto house price crash. Uh, an RBC report says you'll be disappointed. So, uh, as we know, Toronto is, uh, in terms of prices, has gone sky high. It's come back to, uh, I'm not sure if reasonable is the word, but it's come back to, uh, I think, a more sustainable number. Uh, in terms of price crashes in Toronto, uh, what's the expectation for what they're going to go through down the highway? I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't think there is, a, you know... They were volatile there for a bit where it was on the rise. You just don't know when it, when it was going to stop. Gonna go, yeah. yeah, you just don't know how high it was going to go or, or, or you know, where it was going to go. But I think with the implementations, you know, that the Canadian government put in, I think it, it stabilized the market. I think it stabilized the, the, the prices and I think it stabilized... Um, I think we had our. I think we had our yeah. uh, real estate market correction. Yeah. I think w- like we we just we went through it. Now we're back on track. I, I right. we, 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 the only yeah. difference is the p- the prices didn't plummet, right? Well, I mean, well, they kind of held steady. You, well, you're, you're right. So what happened was we had a spike last year in, in the early spring, and then then they came back down. Yeah. And then we just cruised along and kept going. And yeah. uh, so, I think that was our kind of like mini little quick. Uh, real estate uh, correction that mm-hmm. that we had, and uh, it kind of just shook everybody up, and 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 it stabilized everybody to go, you know, a little slower than fast, and 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 it, and it exactly happened. That was yeah. just the way. But um, I I don't know. I don't I don't know if there's going to be one because I mean there's still a lot of everybody's working and everybody's uh you know there's everybody's got money out there mm-hmm. and the economy's chugging along. Uh, economy's doing well, and I I think. Um, I think there has to be a major thing that ha- has to happen in in the world for any kind of uh, correction right now. Mm-hmm. Like stock market, I don't know. Philip knows. Yeah, stock market's going well. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it's because of Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll we take credit for it. We won't get into that. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so this RBC report saying that uh, there was some downward pressure. Obviously, we we saw that last year. Prices have stabilized. The average selling price uh, for all housing types in Greater Toronto is uh, about seven hundred sixty-five thousand dollars in August, and that's up four point seven percent year over year, which is healthy. So we've had the fair housing plan, the stress test, but this report basically saying that even with those two 
um, things that uh, you know th- there hasn't been a major price cor- a major price right. correction in Toronto. So right. I think that's a good sign in terms of where our economy at and, and where you know homeowners are in terms of what their expectations are uh, uh, price wise. Well, it, it, it usually uh, it shows like uh, they say every seven to ten years there is usually a recession. Right. Okay. So the, our last one was in two thousand and eight. Which was in Canada. Ten years ago, oh my gosh. That was ten years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Start I know. to panic, people. And then the one before that was in the early nineties. Yeah. So so it it recessions I think are taking longer to go in because I think as uh, the world is getting smarter, mm-hmm. they're trying to prevent things like that happening. So I don't know. I, I think I mean, yeah, there, there's always gonna be a correction down the road, but if you still own, if you live and own your real estate it's not going to affect you. It only affects you when you're buying and selling at that yeah. time. So, you know, you, you, there, there are people going to get stung, just like people buying in, uh, you know, my, uh, stock market uh, stocks, right? Mm-hmm. So it just, uh, but I, I don't I don't see anything uh, happening, uh, well, in the, this fall, because I think we would sense something happening. And next spring, I think, I don't know. I think that things are going to go well for a while still. Yeah. yeah. This report also looked at uh, construction of new homes, and it says that uh, the number of new homes starting construction in August uh, fell to just under 201,000 housing units, down from 206,000 in July. And could we just blame that on red tape? There's, there's just uh, too much I, of it I'd right say now? I'd a little bit of red tape and a little bit of, you know, people are just, uh, you know, a little ca- more cautious in uh, buying. Um, I, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine, uh, was going out to an opening for a condo in Welland, and <laughs> there was only five people in line. Uh, really? on, uh, it was about a couple of sa- couple of Saturdays ago, and you know, it. Uh, and I, I he asked me, "What'd you think?" I says, "Well, I'm you know, I, I mean, I like Welland. Everybody just say that, but I'm not a big <laughs> fan of." of uh, Welland, uh, like if a developer goes there and builds a condo building, I don't think he's going to do as well as if he was a little bit more towards uh, St. Catharines or Niagara sure. Falls. It's yeah. just, that's just the way <clears> it it's is. It's a little bit out of the way. Uh, a little bit out of the way. And uh, so he asked me what my thoughts were. I says, oh, I go, and, and then he sends me he sends me a text message saying, Rob, there's only five people in line. <laughs> I says, well, hopefully you get a good unit. I go, <laughs> 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 I used to wi- I used to live in uh, Welland actually for a couple of months. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It's I mean it's. What it's, was your experience like? <laughs> That's you know, why you only stayed there for a couple of months. <laughs> well, it was a couple of months. Yeah, I mean there was there was other factors as well, but uh, you know if you it's it's a it's a fine city, the Rose City. Yeah. Uh, but really, I mean in terms of a major metropolis, Welland is is not that. You know, I find it very similar to a Chatham. Uh, yeah. where it's kind of in between a couple of major, you know, Windsor and London's, uh, it's in between a couple of major, or at least uh, more populated areas. Uh, Welland, you have Niagara Falls, you have St. Catharines, certainly you have Hamilton in the mix too. Uh, it, it, it's a nice city, but in terms of return on investment for a condo, yeah, I'm not sure, yeah, yeah. you're kind of locked in. I, I, I mean, I'll tell you, if I was going to buy an investment property and I went in line and there was only five, that's a good indication to turn around and walk away because <laughs> right. there's only going to be five looking at that building to, buy, to for resales. Like they're going to take forever to sell that building. Yeah. It's going to take forever. And um, I mean, that's just the market's not there yet. Right. It's just uh, it's not there. And, you know, it's just they're going to have to wait and, and, and until it is. Yeah. Would that be comparable to Caledonia? In terms of Caledonian Hamilton and Welland and St. Catharines? Or is I, I, I'd say so. Yeah, but I, Hamilton's a bigger anchor than St. Catharines <clears throat> when it comes to jobs. True, when it comes yeah. To, yeah, to yeah. infrastructure, when it comes but, uh, to major highways. Right, yeah. But but I, I, I'd say so. Like, um, you know, if you if somebody's going to build a condo development there, um, 
they're they're taking a bit of a risk. They're only going to build like maybe a, a six story or yeah. a four story in, in right, Calgary. They're right. not going to risk you know making plans for a, a, a twenty story building. Yeah, um, but you might be able to entice more people from Hamilton to go to Caledonia as opposed to people from St. Catharines to move down to Welland. Yeah, it's you know what I don't know because I think people that were born and raised in Caledonia they love Caledonia because right. you know it's their city that they yeah. grew up oh, in. Another great town. So so if they have a job. If they have a job in Hamilton, they're going to live in Caledonia. Right. Then you get the odd person that says, you know what, let's check out Caledonia because the prices are good. So yeah, they, they yeah. go out there, either they fall in love or they say, you know what, it's just too far. Too I far. just hate driving that Highway 6 going to, to Hamilton. Then they come back after about three to five years. But uh, but but some do stick, some will stick, mm-hmm. and and then their kids will be raised there, and then their kids will want to live. Those kids will want to yeah. move there. The, I mean, the, the population is growing in Caledonia, not as fast as it is in Hamilton, but it's growing. It, it's you know, it's the same thing in Welland. Like like if you grew up in Niagara Falls, do you want to move to Welland? Uh, you know, chances are you're going to stay in the falls. But right. if you grew up in Welland. And and there were a lot of jobs in Welland. That's why everybody uh, mm-hmm. went there. They had the steel, a couple of steel mills there, and uh, I think uh, I'm not sure what else. Uh, but they 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 recently they, they lost a couple of big manufacturing yeah. plants. Yeah, S- Same with Chatham. Yeah. It, it, it's almost identical. Yeah. The the other uh, you know curveball for anyone uh, you know looking towards Welland Way, uh, you have other communities like Thorolds in there. Uh, you know if you want to stick close to St. Catharines, you know Grimsby's not too far away. So. Uh, you know, there's, it's, yeah, those areas are crazy affordable right now, yeah. but they're, they're super affordable for first time home buyers. The biggest thing about, uh, St. Catharines is you got the, you got the big hospital hospital and yep. you got the, you got the and, and you have the university, <clears throat> yeah. right? So, so there's a lot of investment opportunities within the university to, for student housing or, or, or student investments. And, yeah. um, and then the hospital, you have a, you have a great. Great income base and great anchor mm-hmm. with the uh, with the jobs. Nice city, too. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll talk about nuclear bunkers being the new real estate craze and plans now on hold to force realtors to register as travel agents. That coming up next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Find them on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. Be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team or you have a topic idea you would like us to tackle on a future program, email questions at robgolfie.com, questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, nuclear bunkers, the new real estate craze, and plans are now on hold to force realtors to register as travel agents. But we have a special guest in studio with us today as well. Yeah, it's our new co-op student, Brandon Vicent from uh, Brebeuf, grade 12 student. He's uh, just joined our team for, for the semester. Is it the semester? Yes. Yeah, nice. so uh, yeah. excited to have him. He's going to help him out, help, help us out with some of our, our social media stuff and 
answering some calls and some client relationship stuff. So S- selling homes as well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe who knows? That, so. in, in the future or what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. In the future, that's what I want to do in the future for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so any plans for for next year? Any plans? Like, where? What's your what's your situation? Where do you see yourself next year? Uh, well, next year uh, I'm gonna be graduating high school, right? So uh, I'm probably gonna go to college, right? Probably gonna take marketing and sales or something like that. Uh, I'm not really sure, but that's why I'm here with you guys. <laughs> so you guys could teach me what to do, right? So. Yeah, yeah, we've done this a couple times where we've uh, we've brought in co-op students mm-hmm. to help us out with some of the some of the stuff in the office, and it's a good way to That's introduce great, yeah. them to you know a professional work environment, um, and and you know just kind of see how how our operations works behind the behind the team. Nice. So, how long are you going to be with uh, the golfy team here? Uh, I'm going to be uh, for one semester. I'm okay. Gonna be with them for one semester, uh, so from September to January. So it uh, should be good. Should nice. Be good. <laughs> so do you do you have aspirations of becoming a realtor? Or just want to get in, you uh, know, as much information as you can from different. Yes, uh, I want to get industries? as much information as I can, and yes, I, I do want to become a real estate when I'm older. Excellent. Yes. Okay. He wants to steal all our information. <laughs> 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 He's a rogue agent for another uh, yeah. brokerage. Yeah. <laughs> so what what tips or advice do you have for Brandon in t- in terms of you know launching a career as a realtor? What should he be you know focusing what, on? What did I tell? I, I said, did I say anything to you? Uh, I, I think a couple days ago I said just be honest. Yes, and, be honest and, and, and treat be people yourself, fairly. Yeah. Pe- treat pe- people fairly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I was giving a little bit of advice. Uh, I says uh, you'll be a great agent if you are good to your clients. Nice. Do not uh, uh, think about your own pocketbook. Think about uh, what they're going to move into and and. Uh, uh, because treat them like the way you want to be treated. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Phil, do you want to? Yeah, I'd say just you know take your time. Like it's there's there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of distractions and it's easy to get sidetracked by you know maybe what other people are doing or 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 you know what other people have done and and it's just you know focus on yourself and just focus on building your own business mm-hmm. and, and um and then you know you know every single day just just try and develop your business and you know you should you should be on the on a good path. Yeah. yeah. Now, wasn't that long for you when you were in Brandon's shoes in terms of thinking about what you wanted to do? Rob, it was a little longer for you. <laughs> yeah. can, can you can you recall that kind of first thought uh, when you thought, you know, I could I could do that. I can I can make a living out of this. You know what, my uh, friends and uh, and family would always say. My uncle and and, uh, and my friends would say, you know, Rob, you should get into real estate. You should get into real estate. And I go, oh, I don't know. You know, I wasn't. You know, but I I, I love the idea about buying real estate as an investment mm-hmm. and and it's funny though we were just looking at some pictures uh from 1986 and uh and i'm looking at this real estate magazine because it because all my friends knew that i was like my heart was into buying real estate right and uh but uh then over the years i i, I got you know beat up a little bit in business you know you know having to deal with businesses that had accounts receivables inventory and mm-hmm. you know and uh and then i you know I, I i said you know what i think real estate might be a, a good thing and it and it actually was a, was the right thing for me i should have gone into uh real estate from the beginning so um but but i still didn't give up and i took the, I, I did it and and here i am yeah. and uh, you're doing and okay. i'm happy i'm doing okay <laughs> yeah, we got i'm doing radio okay show now. Yeah, you're on radio show there <laughs> yeah. you go who would have thought who would have thought that <laughs> Uh, so in terms of schooling, have you, have you checked out uh, colleges, universities? You're staying close to home. Uh, what are the plans? Well, uh, my my goal is to go to Mohawk College. Right? Okay, nice. Uh, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get in. Hopefully, I will. Right? <laughs> uh, Just say Rob Golfy sent you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. 
I'll let you in. Good. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about uh, plans being uh, put on hold, at least for the time being, to force realtors to register as travel agents. And nuclear bunkers, of all things, are the new real estate craze. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Our house in the middle of our street. Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie are sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. If you have a topic idea or I'd like to ask the Golfie team a question, email us questions at robgolfie.com. The Travel Industry Council of Ontario is now putting plans on hold to force realtors to register as travel agents if they want to arrange short-term rentals for clients in the province. The move comes after the Ontario Real Estate Association sent a letter to Consumer Services Minister Todd Smith calling on the province to intervene. The industry group say they have agreed to sit down with the real estate industry's regulator to discuss the policy that Tico President Richard Smart said is aimed at protecting consumers. But Orea Chief Executive Tim Hudak calls it a needless piece of red tape and complains it will create thousands of dollars in costs, waste considerable time, and cause aggravation for realtors. It seems like a head-scratcher to me and what uh, uh, the Travel Industry Council of Ontario wants to do. I think if you're going to be a real estate agent, be a real estate agent. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So You don't have to be a travel agent as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, you know, why be two different things? You know what I mean? If you're two di- if you're doing two different things, you're not full-time in anything. Right. You know, so that, that's my, my opinion. Um, it, uh, you know, and I don't they have a ruling that before they had a ruling that you couldn't be a real estate agent and an insurance broker? And then that, they allowed that after? I don't know why. Like, hmm. you know, like. So everybody can what, do what's their I don't understand what what they're trying to do. So basically they want to have realtors be registered as travel agents if they want to arrange short-term rentals for clients in the province. IE a student wants to rent a home for a certain amount of months. Uh, if you're a realtor and you want to set up that rental but I don't policy, I don't think there is a lot of realtors that that do, that do short that. yeah, there's not just because there's not, you know, th- there's not a commission there. Do you think this know. would apply maybe to cottage country a little more? But even then, yeah, but someone mean, owns that cottage. Though, I mean, right? like, I don't know, like, I, maybe because there's nobody to do it, and they're trying to figure, find somebody, like, short-term rentals. might be Airbnb in the, you know, yeah. coming through the back thinking. door, yeah. putting some pressure on, on yeah. Aria. Aria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're saying, Wouldn't you know, be surprised. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely interesting, but, you know, this isn't going to go anywhere. Like, I'm not going yeah, like, to, like, yeah. sh- like, if you live in a short-term rental area, I don't know, like, maybe they, you know, like, but I don't. Why do you need a license for? It? You want to rent this here? Like it's not like. Yeah, here's the rental agreement. And yeah, like you go. it's you know yeah. like do you need the rules Puzzling. on that? Yeah. It, it is as Tim Hudak said, a needless piece of red tape. I mean, you, yeah. you either have it or you don't. Uh, all right, let's talk about this uh, uh, amusing story, uh, but it's scary in the same sentence. Uh, nuclear bunkers are the new real estate craze. So there's an article 
on CNET that caught my eye earlier this week on how this reporter goes down into, or it's, it's actually a showroom for a nuclear bunker. So yeah. they're showing off these nuclear bunkers, and he goes in, kind of checks it out. This uh, company is called Bomnado Disaster Shelters, uh, based in California. And they have a, a variety of models from <laughs> uh, 19,000 all the way up to 8.3 million uh, for a supersized luxury, I heard. I heard the Waltons. Shelter. The Waltons at their at their house. They have they have these like bomb, a super duper bomb oh, shelter. Like it's crazy. Apparently, really. Eh? Yeah. The, are you talking yeah. about the, the Waltons the, of Walmart? The, fame. The Waltons, Walmart. Yeah, they, they, they all have them. But they, we were we were talking <laughs> off air. <laughs> what do they know that we don't know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but, I, I would imagine a lot of wealthy people have it. Like 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 we're talking like the Bill Gates. Yeah, and the billionaires. All those guys. They've got an underground. You know, hideaway. Hideaway that they can probably live for probably two years. <laughs> right. You know? I wouldn't doubt it. With but, all uh, their and, and staff to be down there with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, with bedrooms. And, yeah. And they probably even have a little swimming pool down there. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But we were talking off air. We we saw one in Vineland. Yeah. yeah. We uh, A full bunker, like, like you know, steps down completely underneath, the, you know, underneath uh, underneath the ground it was right. built during like yeah. you were saying it was, it was built during the uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis they since turned it into their cistern um, and, and they said they love it because it allows them to walk into it they can clean it interesting uh, they're yeah. able to test and the it's water big, it's, it's big it's bigger it's, than it's, a normal it's, cistern it's, too. It's really yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like it was like 10,000 Maybe more yeah. square feet. Big. No, no, it was like uh, no, like gallons. gallons. But no, oh, I think, wow. But it was it was big. It was big. It was big enough for them to. It was to, a room to live a, in there. It was. It was. Yeah. It was to like, live it was in like there. a ten by twelve room. Yeah. Type thing? Yeah. Exactly. It could be something yeah. Like the, yeah. yeah. It big was, enough for them to live in there and uh, you know temporarily until right. the few you know the breeze <laughs> blow away the, the <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the nuclear uh, aftermath. But right. I mean. You know, with the Trump presidency, I can I can see. I mean, it, that, there's the crazy. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. It's it's well okay. the, in in Sweden, I think they every house has to be built with one. Really, I, it, I'm wow. not sure what country in the world, but there is a country in the world that when you uh, every house has a, a bunker. Yeah, I know yeah. there's a, a lot of homes in Denmark, uh, Germany, a lot of homes in in Europe. Maybe not a lot of homes, but there are homes in in Europe that have these bunker style getaways because. Uh, you know, right after World War II, you know, a lot of uh, families and homeowners thought, you know, if this happens again, we should be prepared. Especially yeah. with, with two wars in, in, yeah. in 40 years. that You had World War One and exactly. World War II. Yeah. Right after. Yeah, yeah, so they wanted to be prepared. So this one in Vineland, I mean, did they did the homeowner or the past homeowner give any indication on what it used they, to be? This wasn't the original builder. Okay. So this right. was the second homeowner. So they just kind of t- took it with, they you just, know, it, they just said, they yeah. They just bought it. it, 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 it yeah, 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 they just yeah, bought they just it. Right. it. So, but, but. Basically, the information that was passed down through them, you know, through the sale is, is, is yeah, it was Very during the Cuban Missile Crisis. The house was built in the 60s, so it was, yeah. it was, so it kind uh, of fits yeah, 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 for sure. Would you guys build a, uh, uh, a nuclear bunker or a panic room in I, your I, home? I, 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 I would do it, but I would use it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what you do? Like, you got like, to convert it. It has to look like a, a nice like wine room or a yeah, nice yeah. wine, you know, yeah. a, a wine cellar. And then, you know. And if the you poop gotta, hits the fan. Yeah, yeah, you got to you you dress it up a bit. Yeah. All right, we got to run. Uh, guys, thanks again for coming out on a Saturday morning to talk to us about everything real estate related. And thank you for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML.